The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the Westlawn community since 1947. are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 224th episode of the Joe Mays and JF Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, good to be here, um... You know, we're kind of getting into a rhythm here, which is kind of weird because usually the rhythm hits during NFL season, and uh, we're not there, even though I was sadly reminded of that by our intro once again this week. Yes, uh, listening to the New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl, is it's going to be a long year. The other parts of the intro, I feel like, never get old. Right, yes. I'm already over the last one. Yeah, those are all, all the other ones are geared towards us. I, I think it kind of goes back to our mentality on the show where baseball we're mostly Phillies focused hockey oh, yeah. we're definitely Flyers focused college football we're Penn State focused but NFL kind of talk about everything in the NFL yeah kind of have to you know we have the draw you know we we have different favorite teams you know we like uh, but but there are overlapping like players that we kind of root for, you know, and things like that. But at the same time, there are definitely some some differences as well. Um, and then you know when you tie in some of um, some of our listeners, their takes, um, you know, kind of spreads out even more, um, you know, into teams that we really like and into teams that we dislike. You know, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting how how that uh, kind of plays out uh, into our takes for the show then. Because we usually hear about it from someone every week. <laughs> Tonight was really our first episode not focused on some form of football since the summer, maybe even last spring. Because because of my medical issues starting back in May, I'm not sure. We, we didn't do very many shows for a while, and then we kind of oh, dove yeah, we, into football. We kind of concentrated on you not attacking yourself you know like, right yeah not not you like consciously doing it I no, right like, like the uh <laughs> the blood in my body yeah. deciding to turn on me yeah but actually right before i ended up in that situation we did a flyers episode yeah that was way back in early to mid-may yeah i think every episode since then has been focused on parts of college football or the nfl then the playoffs and the super bowl last week we celebrated our sixth anniversary now we're up to episode 224, and fact is somewhat of a normal schedule. We're ready to talk to about things other than football, although t- tonight's show is kind of freeform. We didn't have a main topic to discuss, and honestly, the things that we find interesting and we think our listeners find interesting in the wide world of sports at large this week, I mean, are we really that interested in the NBA trade deadline and the All-Star game? I kind of am, but I know... Not, not even for me, which probably amongst the two of us and certainly probably further out into our listeners, I probably, I don't want to say care about the NBA more because there, there are moments, um, 
you know, where we can get into quite discussions about that. But for the most part, like I probably follow the NBA more than like you or the rest of the, like our listeners for the most part. Um, If it's not mainstream Sixers related or LeBron James related, I really don't. Right, exactly. I don't want to say I don't that's care. Right, it's, just, it's, and that's it's not why at the top of my interest right. list. Not caring isn't it? Like NBA Finals, like all right, people are going to be care because it's the championship, you know. Like and last year, I really cared. I actually watched the NBA Finals, right? Which tells me how much you care because, like, when was the last time you watched before that? Well, that might be a bad example. A couple of Sixers games here and there, right? Right, and, so and like, usually not the whole game, right? Yeah, so mostly because they've been awful. Yeah, they've been terrible. It's tough to watch. They're now, processing. This year, trust the process. Yeah, right. right. So they're going through it, but. Um, you know, so like, yeah, like you said, we, NFL, like football kind of dominates, but that kind of just is where, where we're at a lot with, with kind of like our fandom and, and the things we pay attention to the most. Right. So again, not really a specific format tonight. And actually right before, just a few hours ago, you know, Justin was like, if we're having a show, I'm like, yeah, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. And then I saw something on Twitter, actually, on one of the um, Star Wars podcasts I listened to. Uh, one of the hosts sent out this. It's kind of like, I don't know, social media meme type thing where, you know, you ask people to, you know, ask questions to you, whether it's about yourself or your likes or interests. And this interesting one where he put out their name or send me, ask me to name top five blank. So people were like, what are your top five favorite non-Star Wars movies? What are your top five favorite food condiments or, top, you know, things like that. So it was top five blank. And I was like, well, we could turn that into a sports topic easily. Because we love our best of series, which we used to do a lot of. And probably mostly the only reason we didn't do it much last year is because we missed a bunch of episodes in late spring and summer because of my illness. So I thought maybe if we jump back in tonight, but do it unscripted yeah. and on the hot seat. So this is going to be completely from memory. Justin and I haven't researched any of it because, honestly, we're sitting here thinking, what are we going to ask I know, other? I know. So um, we're obviously, when we go over the top five, when we get to it at the end, one of us is going to be like, oh, you didn't say this. And we're going to be like, crap. You know, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, man, I need to start like looking over some interesting, uh, you know, best of players, teams, what have you. And then I'm like, how do you even narrow that down when you're doing the broad uh, world of sports? There's a lot you can ask. So we're going to get into that, but first, we don't want to remind you this is an interactive show. We love hearing from our fans and listeners. There's a bunch of ways you can do that, primarily through email by sending to the May Sandwich Shop inbox, jomaysandjraf at gmail.com. You can also call the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. And finally, social media, Facebook and Twitter are great ways to interact with us. You can find us on those platforms at Joe Mays and JRath. And the best way, obviously, is the email. So do take advantage of the Mays Sandwich Shop email inbox, Joe Mays and JRath, all one word, no spaces or dots or anything, at gmail.com. All right. So a little bit of a sports roundup here. Top five. I'll ask you which you want to do first. Do you want me to pose a top five for you and you answer, or do you want to ask me and I'll answer? I want you to pose the question. You want me first. to give you a top five? No. All right. So I, I want to do ones we haven't done before because we've right. done quarterbacks before, and we're yeah, going to yeah, do yeah, that yeah. again. Yeah, and we yeah. went, mentioned we want to go back over that because I think actually the last time we did top five all-time quarterbacks was two years ago at Minithon. Yeah, we did so. that as yeah. part of the, the live show we did for the 2015 Wilson Minithon. And we'll talk about Wilson Minithon at the end before we leave, I'm sure. That happened uh, just yesterday. Or today. Well, yeah, depending <laughs> how you sorry. look at it. Saturday into Sunday, <laughs> yeah. 6 to 6. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, you are that guy. We all know. Things we knew before <laughs> they <show>. right. <laughs> all right. So... It, I don't want to, I'm not going to throw something out there at you. I know right. that you're a bigger basketball fan than I am, but I'm not going right. to go into a, I mean, although I could ask you top five NBA, all-time NBA players. <sighs> okay. Is that where we're going? Uh, yeah, why not? We just talk, we don't talk about NBA. See, this so is t- it's tough just from the standpoint of like some of the all-time greats. I didn't, you know, I never saw that, never saw them play. Um, but if I have to do it, I would go Michael Jordan one. Um, I would go 
with, oh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with LeBron 2. I'm going I'm to I'm actually go. surprised he made your list. I, I didn't know, think I know. You would like think. I he's kind of like Brady in the sense of like I want to hate him more than I actually can. Does that make sense? Like that sounds ridiculous, but um so if we oh man. After 2, I would say um See, a tricky one is Wilt Chamberlain because while <laughs> he put up absurd numbers, like I think something like Wilt Chamberlain might have only won like one MVP or something like that. Um, I, I maybe I probably go Bill Russell. I, yeah, I was number thinking. Three, who, by the way, I believe is like smaller than LeBron, right? Bill Russell, Hall of Fame center, right? Smaller than LeBron, just in terms Crazy of to think about because him. this comes up all the time in every sport. But when you talk about like comparing different, like. How do you compare Bill Russell, who was a, a a big center in the NBA, to a guy who is smaller than LeBron? Now, now LeBron is not your typical, you know, physical specimen by any means, but you know, it's just one of those things. So I do. I'll point out those three are three of my five as well. Okay. Now then, the the next get interesting, and this is when you definitely get people really mad. Right. I don't want to jump on your toes. I'll let no, you finish, no, that's fine. and then I'll throw I'll throw some out there. Um, I'd probably go. Uh, I'd probably go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar okay. Okay. at four. And then it's NBA players, not basketball players. I'm just clarifying. Uh, no, we'll okay. go basketball. I'm, I'm going to go with, and this is a little off the radar maybe, and it's actually, you know, no, never mind. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go with uh, Magic Johnson as the okay. fifth. I want to go with Pistol Pete Maravich. Um who's been in the news lately because he's the all-time leading scorer in men's basketball, and there's a new women's all-time leading scorer as of this weekend, um, when I forget her name. Um, but the the player from Washington uh, scored, she has like 3,500-some points or something like that. She put up 57 points the other night to get it. It was one of those games where everybody's like, how close is she going to get? Oh, wait, nope, she's going to get it tonight because she scored right. 57 points. Um, but anyway, um, so th- that's who I would go with. Um, and... You know, it, I think Jordan is the best ever. I know that that's a we could do a literal that's not, series I'm not, I'm of not shows. You no, on I know, the spot I know. That. I think, and, and and to be honest, to be fair, that's as of right now. That's as of right now. And as much as he will, he will always be my favorite. Does well, that make sense? When we were growing up, right, right. So in that sense, he can't be passed. But at the same time, like you have to recognize what LeBron has done, and it's just absolutely insane. And if he wants to come to the Sixers, that's cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, you did five then, yeah? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll answer my own question just because yeah, we don't yeah. talk about it often. Yeah. But you na- the first three you named were in my top three. Uh, I don't know if I'm going in order. This is Jordan, James, Russell were in my top five, three of my five. Then the final two spots, you mentioned Kareem, that he was in for you. And you put in, um, who was your fifth? I think I did Magic. You, magic. Yeah. Also in, in consideration for me, uh, you you mentioned Wilt in consideration for me, Larry Bird in yeah. consideration, and I'd probably say I got to throw in Julie Serving. Yeah, I, I just because yeah. I mean there's probably a you know homerism you know bias right. there to want to consider him in that category, uh, and my last one would probably be. And again, this is probably more because of growing up watching. Right. I, I'm going to throw Shaq in there just okay. because. Shaq's one. You know one? Another one that I thought of was Tim Duncan. Yeah. Like, I Tim see Duncan Dave, and David Robinson. Right, like, right. You know, oh, man. Like, oh, you know, and I, you know what? I miss Oscar Robertson. Yeah. I always liked right, Oscar exactly. Robertson, learning about him playing in, in the 60s and 70s. So, he, you know, those are the that's the group of like five or six right there. I'm trying to narrow it down to two. Right. Just because we have to do a top five, I'm going to go with – Wilt and Julius just because of okay. the 76 Yeah, no, that's cool. See, I, I would have felt bad picking uh, Julius Irving simply from the fact of I'm that guy who, like, whenever it comes up, I always talk about um, how um, how Iverson is the best sixer of all time. Mm. All right? Now, I don't know that I can actually, like, successfully argue that. 
but I think an argument can be made. Let me rephrase that to kind of be more specific. I think you can make an argument for him to be the best sixer of all time. I don't know that you can make a strong enough case that you're going to sway people away from Julius Irving right. if that's who they right, feel. Right, right, right. Um, it, Will Chamberlain did play for the Sixers at one point, but a lot of his career was also not with the Sixers. So I, sure. I don't count that in there. Um, but, again, obviously that Iverson aspect was a little bit more of a, uh, you know, during our time. Like, I watched Iverson play. Right. You know, he came to prominence when we were in high school. You know, So, like, there was just more of that. But, um, yeah, so that was a cool one. And we touched on NBA, which we don't which generally we don't get do, to talk yeah. about. And it was more than just the top – um, you know who's the who's better, LeBron or Jordan, which is right. out there forever and will be forever. So, okay. So before you get to pose one to me, we actually have comments and emails to uh, to get to. And the first one actually comes in from your dad, who asks top five all time third baseman. So now we're gonna switch gears and we're going to go to baseball. Okay. Who are the top five all time third baseman? Now I know I think all three of us are in agreement of who's number one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, after I just got done telling you about my bias towards the NBA <laughs> players, and the NBA is not one of my top sports, whereas baseball is up there easily, it's got to be Mike Schmidt, right? It has to be. It has to look be at Mike the, Schmidt. Like, and that's not just Homer. I mean, that, there is like, there's an look aspect at the numbers, of Homer's so. bias there, but yeah. like this is backed up by actual facts. Yes. Actual yes. statistics. Yeah. This is one where it's convenient that the facts support my opinion. Right, right, yeah. This is when those two worlds collide, and we're very happy that they do. So he had a nearly 20-year career with the Phillies, and all he did was it hit just just under 550 home runs. So, um, But it wasn't just about the, no, the power. No, He was an excellent defensive yes, baseman, yes. too. So, you know, Mike Schmidt was the total package, and we're happy that he was in the Phillies uniform. Now, I wish it was... During a time where you and I would remember it more clearly, right? Because you know we're, right. we were what five, six. When I, he remember, retired. I remember that Mike Schmidt was a great player, but that was mostly because my dad really liked Mike Schmidt because the you know he was the best player on the Phillies. So um, that's definitely one of those where um, you know it, it's interesting to kind of see how that uh, plays out. But yes, number one is set in stone, and that's Mike Schmidt. Yeah, and he only played for the Phillies, which is great. Right, I believe he also played in Reading. When he was coming uh, yeah. up through the system. Yeah, he did. Yep. So, you know, a lot of hometown aspects, favorite team aspects, but undoubtable. Or, uh, I don't know that it's very debatable that Schmidt isn't the greatest third baseman in MLB history. Right, because he's arguably the best offensive third baseman. And one of the best, and if not the best. one of the best defensive, defensive right. uh, so, third baseman. Yeah. Um, 12-time All-Star, three-time MVP, six Silver Sluggers, and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1995. And a World Series MVP in Philadelphia. Right. Where they've only, only won two. Before, you know, <laughs> like, while he was playing, he was part of the first one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think the, the people that would attack him are those who see his average sitting at 267. Yeah. Say, How can the greatest third baseman, you know, hit 267? But I think the awards, merits, and other statistics uh, speak for themselves. There. I agree. Um, do we have a debate on number two? I would I would say so. Um All right. Like I'm going to go a little off the off the radar here maybe. I'm going to go with Brooks Robinson. Okay. I know he's rated down a little bit further on some other ones, but I'm this going, is going with Brooks back Robinson. Even farther than and Schmidt again, now. a little bit more on it, this might be homerism a little bit, but I grew up with my mom's side of the family being Orioles fans from Baltimore. My grandfather let me know very early on how good Brooks Robinson was. <laughs> um, well, when you're so, an all-star 18 times. Right, 18 times, 16 gold glove awards. So we talked about Mike right. Schmidt's defense. Right. Probably the best defensive third baseman in MLB history. Right, yeah. So he was an all-star. Um, he's, again, a World Series MVP, Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, you know, it. It, this obviously goes way back before our time because while Schmidt was uh, played during our lifetime, you know, it's still really early on. Brooks Robinson was way before, um, and but still, like he's just one of those. I I knew about those defensive numbers. I knew about the absurd number of Gold Gloves, and that's why he goes up there um, for me anyway into this category. Just imagine now, like, all right, so he played for well he was an 18 time all-star 
and 16 gold gloves. Um, basically won every third base gold glove from 1960 through 1975. Okay, so <laughs> before we or when we started this conversation, I believe your mom is watching this with your dad. Okay. And I think while you were answering and I were answering Mike Schmidt undoubtedly, your mom wanted to let everyone know that you were wrong. Oh, my apologies. That it was, in fact, Brooks Robinson. But you got there second. Um, he's in my top five. I don't know if I'd put him second. But, I mean, you know, when you're talking greatest all time in a sport that's been around for nearly 130 years or whatever yeah. ridiculous uh, amount of time it's been, uh, you know, America's pastime. Being in the top five is great, and Brooks Robinson's going to get there for me. Um, I do think, you know, the breakdown that we're looking at has George Brett at two. I probably would give him the nod there for me. Not as, not as good defensively as uh, Schmidt and Robinson. Uh, still ever present in the All Star uh, rotation. He hit a career 305. He won a World Series with the with the, I almost said the Chiefs with the Royals in 85. That would be incredible. Um, he was an offensive third baseman, kind of the ones that we grown to be accustomed to somewhat recently. Uh, so George Brett would be my number two, and John Rogers says he's listening. Hopefully, he still is. He sounds like he might have been having some problems, uh, but he mentioned Brooks Robinson and George Brett. Uh, so why don't we round this out now? Who would be two others? We mentioned Schmidt, Brett, and Robinson, two other third basemen uh, that you can't overlook that have to be in the top five. Um, you know, I, I'm just trying to think. Um, see, I see some of these that they have listed here, and like while they're good, I just don't know that they're top five all time. You know, like when I see Adrian Beltre, like I really like Adrian Beltre. I he was one when he went to Seattle. I was hoping he would have come to the Phillies, and this is a long time ago now. And it actually worked out better for the Phillies probably that he didn't in terms of money and everything. But um, well, what about the know. two Braves guys? Right. So I Eddie Matthews again. I don't really know a whole lot about Eddie Matthews. I know that he's a twelve-time All Star because it's right here in front of me. Um, you know, but Eddie Matthews is there. And honestly, you probably have to put Chipper Jones in there too. And yeah, that, I was going to begrudgingly, I, like I was going to begrudgingly put him at five, just because. I mean, it's honestly, it's not a position that is. Well, it actually is top heavy, where there's like three guys that you're like they're in the top five. Yeah. Then there's a bunch that you're like, well, I could slot them in somewhere because Schmidt. To me, Schmidt, Brett, and Robinson right. are my top. Probably top three, but then you got guys like the two Braves guys, right. predominantly and Braves guys, again, Eddie Matthews and Chipper Jones. Brought up by John Rogers, and again right here, uh, Eddie Matthews had over 500 home runs too as and a third only baseman. third baseman to, to right, do that. Right, so that's incredible because that's not that doesn't happen a whole lot. Um, so it, it's pretty pretty interesting. So, um, you know, as as we go through these, I, I think I think those two. Atlanta third baseman would round out the top five for me, begrudgingly on Chipper Jones, but it, the stats don't lie in in his in, and the longevity was there again. Um, you know, think about early yeah. on how he, how bad he killed the Phillies. Now the Phillies were yeah. pretty bad when he right. was coming to yeah. rise, but like man, he's one of those guys where when they talk about like how many home runs against like a specific opponent. Jeez, he he was just killing them. Yeah. So the other so. one, um, the other ones that come up, Wade Boggs. Paul Molitor and Edgar Martinez um, are the ones. Again, Edgar Martinez is somebody I liked because he played for the Mariners mm -hmm. back when the Mariners were competing against the Yankees and stuff for some of those AL things. But um, you know that that that's a tough one. So so um, so Mike Schmidt, uh, Brooks Robinson, George Brett, probably probably Eddie Matthews and Chipper Jones. You know Eddie Matthews and Mike Schmidt are the only two third basemen with over 500 home runs. Uh, Matthews had five twelve, and Schmidt had five forty eight. Yeah. You know, uh, Schmidt was probably the most balanced and all around greatest. Yeah. Whereas Brooks Robinson was masterful with with the glove, and then you George Brett was just incredible on the offensive right, side. Right, but so, you, I feel like you combine those two and you get Schmidt, even exactly. if your mom doesn't want to hear that. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so that's our top five third baseman. So before we move on to any anyone else chipping in, which we thank everyone that's submitting yeah. stuff, I want to go back to our NBA one because uh, my dad has remarks for you, Justin. Okay. 
Uh, he wants to know what you've been sniffing because there's no way uh, you can leave out Billy Cumming, Billy Cunningham, Wilt Chamberlain, Julius Irving, and Moses Malone. I mean, a little bit of a Sixers slant there. Too. They're they're good. First of all, Wilt Chamberlain, we mentioned he's really good, but like, I don't know, he didn't play defense at all. Um, I shouldn't say that. Like he he kind of gets a bad rap because he didn't beat Bill Russell. Like, um, not many I, people did. Right. What Bill Russell has like 11 rings, I think total or something absurd like that. Um, you know, it's one of those crazy things where I just don't know. Like, Will Chamberlain's really good. I probably have him at six, right? I just don't think he's as good as the guys we had in the top five. So I'm, I'm sticking with our top five in in the NBA. I'm confident in those guys. All right. We have another one from your dad, but before we do that one, it's an interesting one. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you give me one first so we can at least even it out that way and we can focus okay. on, on the listeners then. Um, I'm going a little little outside of like just naming the top five here, but all right, so if you if you take Penn State out of the equation, okay, who would be the top five college football teams that you would say you would enjoy rooting for. Oh, now, okay. when I say taking Penn State out of the equation, I mean completely. Not like, like, so, so like if they their didn't win, exist. Right. Their win doesn't hurt or help Penn State. I mean like if you did if Penn State didn't you know, football was completely out of the picture, what would be your top five in terms of like if I said you had to pick a new team to root for in college football and like no emotional ties, we just like just do it. Boy. Who would it be? Oh man, that's tough. Now have has Everything in my life happened except for my love of Penn State and attending Penn State. Like, did I live in Indiana for two years? Yeah, we can we can do that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna throw Purdue in there just because okay. of the no, ties yeah, to the university. Sense. So even if they have to be slotted at fifth, not that I'm going in any particular order, but you know, when you spend time in an area and it wasn't, I mean, I know it's technically a low level rival of Penn State, but right, if they don't exist in a situation, yeah, right. you know, it's uh, you know. A mid-tier Division One school. They don't have a ton of football success, at least not over the last 30, 40 years. They they hang their hat on Drew Brees, which is great because Drew Brees is an incredible player. Right. I still wish he would have went to the Dolphins when they had that opportunity. So I would probably put Purdue in there, whether or not – they're not going to be number one, no. but they're someone that I But that's like, cool because hey, that's know? not one that would make a lot of people right, top exactly. five, which is exactly. what makes this cool. Right, so – and, and like staying in Big Ten country, so that that's fun. Yep, Purdue, yep. Uh, I always en- I, I enjoy watching the Boilermakers. Uh, uh, even now, as long as it's not beating Penn State, you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna root for them. Kelly might not feel the same because I don't know if she enjoyed her time at <laughs> Purdue, uh, but not, it wasn't really. I think she had some awesome visitors while, while she was <laughs> she, out there. That was you know, that's for, honestly one of the highlights for, of her life was for, that weekend. For long weekends, <laughs> so for long weekends, Wednesday to Monday, you know. So Purdue's gonna make my list. It's a tough thing trying to take out any Penn State yes. bias. Yes, and it is. Yes, it is. You know, because I want to say I'd pull for lo- more local regional teams. I- I'm going to try to stay in FBS too. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to drop that. Because I obviously could say like Villanova. Right. Exactly. You know? No, but I get it. That that's you know I'm not I'm not going to go there. So Purdue, I do. I have had an affinity for Oregon. Yeah, I like watching the Ducks play. I've I've always been a, a uniform aficionado. I love sports uniforms and stuff, and the crazy stuff they do. It definitely piques my interest, and I know it does with high school athletes as well. So Oregon would probably be on there. I know people will will crucify me for this, and I don't. Okay. It's not Michigan or Ohio State, so you don't have to worry about that. But I've always, and I don't know if it's because of the professional team I like, but I've always liked the Miami Hurricanes. No, I get it. I like, get it. There's just something about it. And it's not like the swagger, because I don't like that. No, the stuff from no. the 80s and early 90s, you know, when Michael Irvin was there, yeah. Jimmy Johnson was the coach. That's not my deal. But there was just something all about the Hurricanes. Like, when I played NCAA football on uh, you know Xbox what a great or PlayStation, game that was. I Miami would always be a team you, that I. Do you I'd remember play the as. old NCAA game when you could celebrate by ripping your helmet off? Like if you hit the button, they ripped their helmet off. You could do it after a first down. It was great, amazing. So I would say the Hurricanes would be a team that I I I, I don't like Florida State. Yeah, I agree. but for some reason Miami, I don't know. I know there's something. But they're actually one of the first college football games I ever remember watching outside of Penn State 
was when Jimmy Johnson won one of the national titles with them. So there's just something about the Hurricanes. I do love the story uh, that was published on ESPN like 11 years ago, the night college football went to hell. Yeah, that's the a first great, like ever that's a national great, championship game. That's Fiesta a great Bowl. thing to read, it, and I'm sure it's archived on there. I'm sure, well, and I it have up. it. I saved yeah. it. I, I literally copied and pasted it because I wanted that article forever. <laughs> Because it features Penn State and a, and a team outside of playing Penn State, I always liked for some right. reason. My and I can't explain it. Like people can be like, You're, "That's ridiculous." No, you know, that's the fun part. They're literally <laughs> the exact opposite of Penn State. Like you know, which is ago, what that article is about. Was, how how they were complete opposites. So Miami was going to make my list. So um, Purdue, Oregon, Miami. Oh man, I really don't know if I could rank them in order, but those are that's three. Okay. Who would be my final two? Ooh. Some of the big teams out there, I just you know, like I, I don't I can't fully get on board with Oklahoma or Texas. Definitely not USC. It's this is a tough one. That is that is that is really really tough because especially in college football, like there are so many times where you need all the other teams to lose. Like you know what I mean? Like you you want other teams to lose a lot. Um, I almost need to like look because right to just kind of get your mind thinking of some of the yeah because I, I know I'm probably of, gonna I'm probably gonna the, miss. Um, like, yeah, like here, well, I'll tell you what, I'll go with my, I'll, I'll give three. You've given three okay, so far. You I'll give, give three, three and I'll keep, I'll keep right. thinking. So I would probably go with Colorado as one. Okay. Um, even when I was younger, this is before my sister lived like, you know, 20 minutes from Boulder. Um, I, I don't know. There was something about Colorado that just grabbed my attention. So I would definitely have them on the list. Um, I'd probably put Auburn on the list. Um, now this again, it's tough if you eliminate the Penn State part of it, but the I saw Auburn play against Penn State in uh, the Capital One Bowl, and it was just a cool experience. And the fans that I interacted with were really cool. Like from Auburn, they it, it was just a cool experience. Like I like some of that stuff. They're an SEC school, but they're not like. They're not as big as some of the others, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not like Alabama or, mm-hmm. you know, some – so I don't know. There's something there with Auburn that just – there's kind of an affinity there. Um, I'm just trying to think of some others. I, I'd probably put Oregon on there as well just because they were so different, you know. Like, it was so different for big-time football. Right. You saw other schools do crazy stuff, but, like, to see a, a now a Power 5, you know, conference team – try to do something like that. Like that was kind of cool. Um, another one, and this will be my fourth. So sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead. No, you can finish. Cause I got, my I'm going to go with Georgia tech. Okay. All right. Um, the triple option and just that idea again. And that's a place I've, I've actually gotten to visit and, uh, be there. So that was kind of cool. Um, and then the last one, Ooh, it's kind of tough. Um, I'm actually, Part of me wants to say Clemson, but I'm going to go away from that one. I'm going to go Colorado State uh, simply because, like, they're kind of that upper level of the mid, mid-level mid teams, you know? Like, I, I just kind of – there's something about them, uh, the Ram helmets. They've got the crazy kind of, like, um, end zone stuff. I like when they play Colorado. I know that's kind of crazy because I picked you right. know, rival teams there. But I, I don't know. Like, there's something that I was drawn to those teams before I had, like, family ties to that state. So – and that that's who I would go with. My number four or my fourth one is going to be Hawaii. How cool would it be to be a fan of Hawaii? If that would be probably, that would be incredible. Probably living in Hawaii. Yeah. Then I'm going to choose one of the teams that it has a bulldog as a mascot because that always was intriguing to me from being yeah from high school that, that was one bulldog. so that was one Fresno I considered. State and Georgia. I have I have a Gonzaga hat. Nice. Um, because of the bulldog right. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I like yeah when 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 before it was easy to get logos and stuff, just generic ones that you could make stuff with on the computer. You know, I'm talking 15, 20 right. years ago that you kind of have to steal stuff from teams that already existed. So Fresno State and Georgia were always the ones. If I'm making something for Wilson, those are the ones I'm gonna go to. So Fresno State, Georgia, I, I have to go with one of those. I'll go with Georgia just because they're the SEC yep. school, no. they're the bigger one. So I, all my teams are uh, one, one. Uh, Word. Yeah. <laughs> I got Miami, yeah. Purdue, Oregon, Hawaii, and Georgia. There you go. Um, we we got a uh, a couple notes here. Uh, first of all, remember George Brett and Mike Schmidt played in the same World Series, 1980. Uh, um, and then 
Also, uh, he uh, we had we had a listener give us his five. So Jeff picked, and it, a little different than us. Okay, right? is this Some, the college teams? Yeah, the my, five college teams. My dad teams, has five. Right. As well. So listen to these. All right, and I think these may surprise you: Michigan, USC, Notre Dame, oh gosh, Alabama. I want to throw up. And Texas. I don't really have a big problem with Texas. I no, know and, don't and like honestly, Texas. looking on it, Texas could be one. I saw them play in the Alma Bowl against Iowa, and I was kind of rooting for Iowa, but like that was a lot of fun because it was in the Alma Bowl. You know, the, there were a lot of Texas fans there. It was pretty cool. Uh, and but, um, oh, say, say that list again. So it was Michigan, okay, USC, Notre Dame, Alabama, Texas. Michigan, I only rooted and really rooted hard for Michigan when Chad was there. Yeah. I um, kind of like Michigan. Now, this was basketball when I was a kid because of the Fab Five. I was a Fab Five okay, fan, yeah, so yeah. like I didn't have an issue there. And Penn State wasn't in the Big Ten when I was that age. I When USC became prominent again in the early 2000s with Pete Carroll, I didn't like them. I don't like Pete Carroll. And they've beaten Penn State in the Rose Bowl twice in the last eight years or whatever, so I don't like USC. I can't root for them. The only reasons I don't like Alabama is, one – Anytime you're on top of the world all the time, people get mad. So, of course, I don't like that. <laughs> but I also really don't like Nick Saban. But outside of that, like, I respect their program. Oh, because uh, it's yeah. Absurd. Right. So, I, I, you know, whatever with Alabama. Um, same. I don't really have much against Texas. And what, what was, oh, no, and Notre Dame's an interesting one because on the paper, like, I respect Notre Dame because of the academic standards. Right. Yeah. And honestly, it that's one that might not have made my list because I I think I'm taking the bias out of my head, but I, I'm not sure I really am. I just I can't stand the fans. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, Texas probably would would be up there. Texas see, might bump Colorado State for me. I feel like Notre Dame's more ubiquitous and it's nationwide. And yeah. you could argue Texas is to some extent too, but because of the exposure that Notre Dame gets and having their own. <laughs> channel you know to brought like i just the pompousness and arrogance that surrounds a lot of the, i don't want to generalize and say it's everyone but most of the people i've interacted with that have been notre dame fans they just grate on me so i respect notre dame as an institution for the most part i understand and like the academic integrity i love but it's just tough just for me to jump it. no i get it down. i get it so my dad lists and he actually kind of goes in somewhat of in the opposite direction of me when I talked about not wanting to pick smaller schools, but I was talking more FCS and lower. Yeah. He went with some FBS teams that are smaller, okay. lower level FBS teams. So he mentions uh, Boise State, Wyoming, uh, the the academies, Navy, That's cool. Air Force. That's cool, yeah. And Army. We can forget Army, though. <laughs> <laughs> if your wife was watching, that was for her. Yeah, um, yeah. And he says TCU and San Diego TCU almost made my list. Yeah, they're corn fries. Yeah, exactly. Cool, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I consider the um, the three um, the three academies as well. I was yeah. trying to get can I get Navy, Army, or Air Force in there? If I had to pick one of the three, I'd go Navy. Of course. And then Air Force would be second, Army would be third. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, and I whenever I I start ribbing your wife every December when the game comes up, which now unfortunately comes to a bitter end. You know, it was a good decade and a half run though. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I lean Navy because well the the members of my family that were in the Navy were closer to my generation whereas my right. grandfathers were in the army. Right. Um but my uncles and an aunt was in the Navy. So I don't know, I just and uh cousin as well. Uh were or Massachusetts cousin was in the Navy whereas my cousins on my mom's side were both in army um, the National Guard. Okay. So, you know, I can have a whole bunch on right. both sides, but I always lean Navy. I don't know. I so, guess if I put myself a ship in that position, I like the ships. So right. I'm- <laughs> so before before I was even married to a, an Army veteran, um, I I went to West Point and, and actually got to see a game at West Point. Um, for When I was in eighth grade, uh, friends of ours, um, their, one of their sons was a year older than me, and his older brother – one of his older brothers was uh, at West Point. The other brother kicked at Youngstown State for Jim Tressel. Um, wow. Yeah. So, but they uh, they they told me you can go to the Army Navy game, or you can go for the weekend up to West Point, and we'll go to a football game while we're up there. Nice. So, like the Army Navy game is one, and I don't know that I was exactly thinking this at the time, but like that's something that happens every year. Like I could get to an Army Navy game possibly on my own. You know what I mean? But like 
probably not going to get to West Point, and I'm certainly not going to get to West Point with that kind of access, you know, to be able to see all those things um, ever again. So that's what I chose, um, and it was it was incredible. Talk about an awesome weekend. Um, just I don't know, like. There's nothing quite like it. I really want to get to an Army-Navy game. I know my wife does as well. So hopefully at some point that will happen. Um, when I when I think about it, you know, sometimes, depending on what we're talking about, sometimes my wife is quick to remind me that, you know, West Point is not the entire Army, you know, and obviously <laughs> we know that. But, um, you know, it, it's different. And they've actually, you know, the academies have started to do that, like especially at Army, that is now like West Point, you know, army at West point, you know, right. like they try and emphasize that it, you know, it's, it's that uh, academy, but um, yeah, you know, we always find those games interesting, but uh, you know, they, they didn't quite make my list. Yeah. Now the last one we want to talk about that was sent in by a listener. This one's again from your dad and it's an interesting one, um, but without sounding too, ignorant of the history i'm trying to find something to help us out yeah because i know i'm gonna and then we talked about this at the beginning of the show putting us on the spot like this with no time to research or right. anything there's gonna be people left out and i'm trying to find something to help us and i'm not getting it yet i know the red and eagle put out you know in 1999 when everyone was doing basically best of the last hundred years right. they put out best of burke's athletes and i think there was a football team okay uh outside of wilson i'm not gonna be very strong in this well, category. See, that's where and again, even my Wilson like knowledge is going to be relatively recent. Um, but I think I honestly feel like there's three Wilson players that make the list for me kind of right off the top. Um, and again, I don't know where they fall within the five. Um, actually, I think I do, but I would probably, I say you have to put Kerry Collins in there. You have to put, uh, I, I would I shouldn't say have to. I put John Gilmore in there. I put Chad in there. And then my fourth one, and he might be better than all of these actually, so I don't know. You have to put Lenny Moore in there. Right. Um, from Reading. From Reading. And then that fifth spot, like I feel like there are lots of them. I don't know I don't know who would be that spot yet. You know what I mean? Like that's the one that I'm struggling on. Those four for me would be would definitely be there. Um when you look at at those guys, you have Kerry Collins is by yards one of the all time leaders in passing yards in the NFL. Right. And he's like top five, maybe, maybe not quite that high, but top ten. I think he has well over forty thousand passing yards in his career, which is incredible. Um and when you look at what he did at Penn State, led that undefeated team, maybe maybe one of the best Penn State teams ever, right. even though they weren't technically a national champion you know, in the eyes of the AP because they didn't blow out Indiana. Um, you know, what Chad was able to do at Michigan, you know, going on and being starting at, like as a true freshman, um, you know, I think right. that puts him there. The What John went on to do, not just at Penn State, but then have a successful NFL career. Decade long. You know, yeah. So I would put that there as well. That's why those three from Wilson, yes, the Wilson part kind of like, oh, you're, you know, yeah, I am. But like those three definitely make the list for me. Lenny Moore, um, an all-time great, um, the Reading Rocket. You know, um, I believe you know played for the Colts. Yes, so he that did. was awesome. Um, before the Colts were in Indianapolis too. Um, you know, so that that's kind of cool. I I really so he's in there. I I just don't know who who that fifth one would be. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, that's a. You you mentioned you mentioned the ones that I would probably jump on um, Collins and Henny from Wilson f for sure. And you bring up good points about John. And I'd love to put John in there, and, and I'll put him in now because I don't have anything right, else in right. front of me. Uh, but Lenny Moore for certainly. My yeah, dad yeah. talked about him. Yeah. And that, that's an even though one. I mentioned him fourth, I don't necessarily mean that he is fourth. He you could argue he's number one on that list, right? Um, Yes, a name that was thrown out here to me on on my phone, Ross Tucker, right? right yeah, um, why missing? You know, a successful long NFL career, right? And you know, it has has turned that into a successful. He's he's an NFL broadcaster now. You know, right. like that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so so it's pretty interesting to kind of see how 
how that will uh, kind of play out. But um, yeah, I, I, for me, that fifth spot and even shoring up those other four, um, I, I, I take that back. To me, Kerry Collins has to be in there and Lenny Moore has to be in there. Um, the other three, I'm, I am comfortable with John and Chad and, but see, I, it just, it gets really tough. I wish I knew when that was published. <laughs> um, just trying to think what else, um, when you look at, oh man, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I don't know. You know. I don't know who I would go with for the fifth. Yeah, because it's one of those things. Do you take into fact his the entire career, or are you just looking at high school? Because well, that's, another, high that's school, another key part. If you're just looking at high school, like, a lot of other players have put up massive amount of stats and, yeah. and, and stuff for yeah, many so years. In, in all honesty, then all of a sudden, all right, well, um, you know, someone who honestly might make that list is Jan Johnson. You know, like. What he the, the crazy stuff he was able to do at Mifflin just even a few years ago, one of the one of the greats that has ever played there. You know what I mean? Like, right. I I don't know. Like, I don't know where to put that. So, ah man, that's a tough one. That to me, that's the toughest question we've had all night. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> to, without being able to, you know, get ready for it ahead of time, and I, I'm really I'm trying my best to. Uh... This may be something we have to revisit too, but. You know, right. Kind of. Let me see. I know some people have asked um, Mike Drago about this too, and he, you yeah, know, he well, said he, like he always mentions. Right. I think you know at the, some here, point this has got to be the issue right here. Yeah. The best of Burke's girls basketball, the team. So here we go. They're talking. So it, I'm in the right vicinity here. Yeah. Hey, Leclerc strikes twice as flyers rip lightning. Hey, there we go. <laughs> so I got to be getting close to. I got to be in the right vicinity here. This is in December 1999. I mean, I'm in the junk parts though. I'm here in the classifieds and things like that. So we got to get. It's probably need a power drill. Uh, let's see. Oh no. Okay, it's got to be in this general yeah. time period. Yeah. Really. So close. December 19th, 1999. Right. But yeah, so I I don't know I I'd love to have the take and also this you know it's a little tough for me because I while I know of some you know I you know there's a lot of Burke's history football that I'm just ignorant to you know like I don't know because right. I didn't necessarily um, re- remember all of it you know like we we talk on the Bulldog Hour we talk about some of those Wilson teams and some of the guys from those teams. Maybe I, I don't know. There might be guys that belong on this list. Um, I, I don't. I, I really. I'm not sure. Yeah. Let's see. Am I any closer? Okay. Possibly. This is lower answer site. So this, we're talking oh, about yeah. outside of uh, Burks yeah. County now, um, but there's a couple of interesting names on here. Yeah. Ron, Ron Paulus being one of them, also attending, I believe, the University of which we talked about also. just a little bit ago, and also interesting defensive interior lineman by the name of John Gursky. You might have heard of him <laughs> from Cole Township. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely in the right area with this. I wish I could find this because I know it exists. That's let's see, maybe uh, if anyone else has any suggestions from Berks County football history that we are omitting, because obviously, I mean, there's names popping in my head, but I don't know if they deserve to be mentioned in the top five. Okay, so, so um, maybe Mark. Mark Ritz or Mark Ritz. Mike Ritz, yeah, yeah, I, and that did occur to me. Oh, here we go. Oh man, we got to pull out that picture of Drago. Send that to him. It's a great one. <laughs> yeah, let's see if I can. 
Right. Picking the all-time Birch football team was really tough, a monumental task, nearly impossible. Now, remember, this is in 1999, right. so this is before John. No, excuse me. This is right, right. around John, yep. but before Chad. Uh, yep. So where is the list? I think, I think it might be below it, it. Below it here? Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. First team. Oh, yeah, here we go. All right, so finally, after all this time. <laughs> So his first team okay. offense. Now this is for the history of Berks football oh, through. Man. There's some names on here through 1998. This doesn't even include the 1999 season. Right. So here you go. T- first team quarterback Kerry Collins. So these are offense. Yep. First team running back Lenny Moore. Already mentioned. First team running back Tom. Mike Ritz. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Mentioned. Receiver tight end John Gilmore Wilson, and then mentioned here some linemen. Some familiar names: Jerry Slemmer, yeah, Jim Failing, yes. Wilson. Um, I, 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 these other names I'm not very familiar with. You're going to mention Tom Miller from yeah. Reading, yeah, just right. But these are some that like I didn't I didn't necessarily know. Tom Hardy from Reading, right. also Dave Pacella or Pacella from Reading, and John Jenkins from Reading, right? Scott Weiss from Why I'm Missing, Luke Stopper from Connor right. Weiser. When when you go to defense, there's some other uh, right. familiar names as well on that first team yeah, defense. And, um, we actually have a guy who is both ways, <laughs> Harvey yeah, Pennypacker geez. from Boyertown, offense and defense. So apparently, an incredible player in the late '80s, early '90s from Boyertown. Oh, I've, I've, uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Who's the fullback for the Patriots right now? Right, yeah. Boyertown. He, he, yeah, Boyertown. So he's someone that I have to be considered. Right. Uh, Luke Stopper actually gets the nod on defensive right. as well from Connor Weiser. Yeah, Leroy Schunauer, who oh, – and this is interesting because in 99, Leroy makes the team. Would he be bumped for any of his sons? Would would Ike possibly I think the only one that have out? a chance to bump right. him would be Ike, um, the third of his four sons. I think – yeah, yeah third of four sons uh, with Wyatt uh, Sr. this coming fall. So Leroy is mentioned on there. Jake Slemmer, uh, Jerry's son, Jake, was an incredible linebacker on the 89 and 90 teams, mentioned as well. Yeah. And second team guys, wow, a lot of Redding guys in here. Yeah. And um, see if it, Rick, Rich Failing makes it for Wilson, second team defense. Mike Ritz makes it as a second team defender. So I think it'd be safe for us to say, obviously, with the bias that um, Ritz has to be on there. We mentioned yeah. Collins, Gilmore, and Lenny Moore. And obviously, we now add Chad Henney because, again, this was, you know, a couple years, a few seasons. Actually, this is only one season before Chad took over, which is crazy yeah. to think about. This came out September 1st, 1999, so uh, Chad was an eighth yeah, grader. The, the next was, Labor Day, he was this starting. This was the fall where I was playing with Fernsler at Central, <laughs> and, and Chad was still a fullback. So, Heck of a fullback. <laughs> um, see, some third team guys. See, Brian McCarty from Wilson. I profiled him a few years ago. Uh, same thing with Todd, Todd Bradburn, Ken Vichinsky. John Stopper makes a list. Wilson teacher, former Bill, Wilson teacher. Bill Cop and Gooch Adams from Wilson. John Gersky Jr. played at Penn State. Yeah. Mentioned on fourth team. Tim Starnes and John Piscatelli on fourth team D, as well as um, Jamie, Jamie Sands. Sands. Teaches down the hall from me now, <laughs> but coaches at Manheim Township. Township. Yes. So yeah, a lot of Wilson flavor around there. But it, now again, this was fifteen. 16, 17, eight, well, 18 years ago this fall. So nearly two decades have gone by. So obviously this would be updated. I don't know how often he updates this. If there is, they probably do an all-decade team. There was probably one published well, in 09. If, if you're going just off of like high school careers, I you know I don't know. I assume that's, that's what, what this, this is based is. on. That's what this is. But then like you start to look at, all right, well, James Bryant was – pretty incredible well, that, james like, and sam right exactly and sam um, was just in the paper a couple weeks ago that was a great article too uh, and lamar stewart yeah you know like mm-hmm. I, now i'm obviously thinking of guys that i played again well right that played while i was playing <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's all right but technically i did play against james Bryant. it was just in in middle school and right. in junior high not in high school we'll, we'll let that go <laughs> yeah that was an interesting game so you know that's probably as 
the best that we can do because it is tough to say, you know, is it just based on their high school career? Is it based on overall? And obviously we have, a, a, you know, our Wilson glasses. Where I we're can imagine this, though. Like, if I was – the Wonder Drago kind of, like, just puts off this. Like, when people ask him – people ask him, like, every week about this now. And Who are the greatest five like, players you've ever seen? Right. Like, but And you, when you ask him that, he usually – I believe he says – Carrie, Chad, and John are usually three of the yeah. ones that he always yeah. mentions. Um, now, and it's who has he seen? I don't think he saw any right. more play. Right. And, and he yeah. and he says that like how how could I? He's like now he's that? been covering the Burks football for at least twenty, maybe twenty five. I think years, he addressed that too. Yeah. Like, well, he used to be recently. with the Eagles. He used to be the Eagles, right? And he beat. traded. He and traded. He, right. Himself. Right. But I can't remember if it was. Well, I mean, obviously he's writing this in nineteen ninety nine, right? And he had already been covering the team. Yep. Um. I want to say he took it over in the mid '90s because I think he I think he just recently said that he was had been covering Burke's football for 20 years. I so I want to say like he took it over in like '95 okay. or something like that. So he would have been right there with John Gilmore's final two years because I believe Gilmore graduated in the class of '97. So fall of '96 I think was his his senior fall, and I think Drago saw obviously saw him play because he always mentions John as one of the best that that he's seen. It, it's tough i mean it's a, yeah. it's always a tough thing to do and that's why people love these lists because right. it brings in uh arguments and whatnot but you know there are some of the biggest names in burks county football history at least up to the new millennium now in the last 20 years you know you mentioned jan johnson and there's a whole bunch of guys that, yeah. that go through my head and we mentioned a few here from reading and obviously the guys from chad year chad's years you know you have andy roland who is prolific at wilson um Recently, uh, Pat Zerby and Colton Weaver yeah. were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you you had Colton's uh, still the tackles leader is at Wilson. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Started as a true freshman at linebacker at Wilson. Right, four year starter at inside linebacker at Wilson. Uh, Ike didn't even do that. Right. Now and, he he and was he, and he still got close. He to, was a, to res- the he was a reserve yeah, as a freshman. Right. Like he was played as a freshman and was then a three year starter. But he didn't even start four years inside. Four years and Colton Weaver did. Linebacker. So it, there's a lot of great great players just at Wilson in the last eighteen years. Right. Think about all the teams in Berks County, and you've had some great ones at at Reading, Mifflin, and uh, why missing. Anzalone, we didn't mention him. Yeah, you know he's. Yeah. I think actually, I think he entered the draft. He did. He did. Yeah. So obviously, we're missing many, many at Wilson and outside of Bulldog territory. But this is an interesting question. It is one we could spend an entire show on. Yeah, and we'd love to have your take. So if you if you agree or disagree, uh, you know, send it into the show. Jo- uh, Joe mentioned earlier. You know the the email address is there, Joe Mays and JRAF at gmail dot com. We'd love to have your take on either this one or any of the top fives or other top fives that you'd like to us to address in the future. This this is a good one. This is a this is a fun one, and you know we had people kind of uh, putting it, you know, giving our their take um, lots of times. I, I see we did get a comment, James Devlin. James Devlin, yeah, Adam the, Adam chipped in on that. Yep. So. He mentions James Devlin. That's who we try to think of from Bordertown. He's now won two Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and quickly before we go, last thing, Adam mentions he wants to know top five Super Bowls. Ooh. Now, since neither of our teams have ever won a Super Bowl, it's easy for us to just pick out the ones that we found most entertaining or exciting. Yeah. I'd say you got to put this year's in there. But also two years ago? Yeah. Seahawks-Patriots? Yeah. It's, See, I didn't watch that one, though. I was on the way back from Jamaica. <laughs> See, it's <laughs> tough for me to go prior to, like, 1990. Like, the first Super Bowl yeah. I remember was Redskins-Bills. So I yeah. missed the Norwood kick, the Bills-Giants one. See, Giants that's the one. one I remember. That's see, the first I one I remember. I didn't see that one. Um, uh, but growing up, uh, Super Bowls were kind of awful for a long time. Yeah. Then they got really good with Rams-Titans. So I would put that one in there, Rams-Titans. Rams-Titans was uh, a great one. Seahawks-Patriots, Patriots-Falcons. I would put... Um, I'd put... Last year's Broncos one on there just because of the Peyton Manning factor for me, like that was really cool. Like, yeah, I, I mean, really I, I wanted them to win, but I probably wouldn't be top five for me. Um, I would put Panthers, oh, you know Patriots. No, it's another crazy Rams. one. How about Niners, Ravens with the lights going out? <laughs> and I, I didn't even mention both Giants, Patriots, Super Bowl. Like honestly, I think the the the. Well, I don't even want to say that. 
all seven Patriots Super Bowls are in terms yeah. of a game. Yeah, some of the best Super Bowls in terms of endings. There was articles or drama. going around about how they could how be zero close, seven or right, seven yeah, and zero. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, any of the recent Super Bowls the Patriots have played in, because I know they got blown out by um, Green Bay. No, no, no. They lost to Green oh, Bay. They yeah. didn't get blown out by Green Bay. They got blown out by was it Chicago? That. Was it Chicago? Yeah, I think it was like forty-six to ten yeah. or something. Um. So like we're talking about Belichick Brady era. The seven Super Bowls the Patriots have been in should be somehow most of them make the list. You're right. Uh, but then except one of them, um, <laughs> Rams Titans. I that one is, was so super exciting. You know, two that don't make the list for me. Steelers winning Super Bowls <laughs> off the list. Although, um, no, I mean, guess that one was. I was going to say Seahawks Steelers. There was drama in that one, but it yeah, it's drama that they didn't get in the end zone. They gave him a touchdown anyway. <laughs> what drama? Now I'm getting myself in trouble. Yeah, now you're getting in trouble. So, I mean, that's where it comes down. If I'm talking about just the ones that I've witnessed, I'd say. Picking five is tough because I'd say the seven ones that the Patriots were in and and uh, Rams Titans. Like those, those are yeah. eight. I'd, I'd pick five from those eight. Yeah, probably. I'd probably end up picking five of those eight as well, just in terms of the close game. Because I mean, it's it's hard to overlook the Tyree catch. Like that's that's, that's a tough one to over. Like I I went through all those ones and then I realized I didn't mention that one. Right. So yeah, so we've seen actually the first like I feel like the first. 18, 19 years of our lives, we didn't see very many good Super Bowls, but now recently. Yeah, we've seen a like, lot. In over the last 15 years, you know, the, for the first like 15 years of our lives, not so great. The last 15, I'd say, on average, every other, pretty you know, good, seven yeah. or eight have been pretty good. Now, it's unfortunate that neither of our teams, well, and, and Adam asked this question, neither is his team. None yeah. of our teams have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I haven't even seen my team play in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because honestly, when the Eagles finally made the Super Bowl, there was a giant sense of relief for me um, that they made it, and I didn't really expect them to win because the Patriots. I honestly thought the Patriots were the better team. Um, it doesn't mean I didn't want them to win, obviously, but I just I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and they finally got over that hump and at least made it to the Super Bowl. So, you know, th- there's something to be said for that. Um, yeah, you know. Hopefully, sometime over the next 32 years, they, they get a win in there somewhere. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> now, apparently, my dad was sending in uh, stuff about the Super Bowl here. It wasn't going through on my phone. I still think, just as a side note real quick, but I, I made this statement this week to someone. Um, because, you know, some people were complaining about the Sixers trades and stuff. I still think the Sixers will be the next First Philadelphia team, team to win, to win, a, win playoff. a playoff round. <laughs> um. Quickly, before we go, jumping back to the Burst County football, my dad mentioned Steve Kreider from School of Valley. Okay. He played for the Bengals. Um, and then he he mentions one Super Bowl. He says the Titans-Rams. Yeah, that one came up. My dad mentioned yeah, that one, that, too. That, and that's the one, the one yard line. That's crazy. That was the first Super Bowl while growing up that I thought was like interesting and exciting. I think right. it was – was that 99? The 99 Super Bowl or two, maybe 2000? I'm trying to think. It was late 90s. It was late 90s. It was – Super Bowl because I went to Super Bowl thirty five. I, I can remember it was, watching it in Columbia. So we were, you know, I was junior high. Yeah, I think it was. Age. Was it thirty Super Bowl thirty three? Maybe. I don't remember. No, it was Super Bowl thirty two, thirty four. Yeah, it was Super Bowl thirty four. I'm pretty sure. Um, Super Bowl thirty four. Uh, Rams seventeen Titans. years ago. So. Uh, so yeah, that one definitely has to be on there for me. That was the first exciting Super Bowl growing up. That one would definitely make my list. So thank you for everyone that's contributed. You know, we got stuff from both your parents, my dad, Adam, John Rogers. It's great. We always like when people are listening and chipping in. So that was fun. We didn't get to do much asking each other, but that's great because I'd rather have people asking us. Um, It is fun to kind of do impromptu and not be prepared uh, for it. So we we appreciate everyone listening and writing in. (laughs) <laughs> no natalie's already asleep I don't, I don't have to tell her that john she doesn't need to hug her patriot bear she actually threw it the other night not yeah. out of the bed but she was hoarding bunnies and she's like this is not a bunny and she threw it i was like all right we're That's getting closer right. we're getting right. closer so all right so i think we're gonna wrap things up here 
It's getting late. It's time for us to get out of here. We'll be back next week. I will let everyone know if time has changed or what the topic is. We'll be back Sunday evening. But sometime we'll start sometime between probably 8 and 9. Uh, we're working on maybe getting a guest and talking maybe NFL free agency. Then in two weeks, we will have March Madness coming up because we'll have Sunday selection or selection Sunday. And uh, we'll have to reach out to Adam if you're listening, get in contact with us. We'll try to get you on the show to talk our annual once-a-year college basketball discussion <laughs> right. for March Madness Selection Sunday as that is upon us. And we're thankful because uh, Villanova is one of the better teams in the nation for the second straight year. That's right. <laughs> and that, I, that's don't know how, I don't know how thankful our, our expert is of that, but <laughs> we'll, we'll let him expand on that. I won't mention Syracuse from a few nights ago either. You know, that's just we'll just push right by that, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right anything for you to say anything for you to add no i'm good all right check out jmnjrradio.com follow us on twitter like us on facebook congratulations to the wilson high school minithon yep. raising over eighty thousand yeah. dollars this was, year goal was sixty five thousand yeah. raised over eighty thousand they did they an incredible job over seventeen thousand from a year ago because they, they got sixty three yeah. over sixty three last year jumped over eighty thousand this year great job in just their fourth year um, I wouldn't mind going back for year five. I already talked to some people, uh, maybe doing the show from there next uh-huh. year. You know, it was fun. It's a lot of work, but we'll think about it. We got a year to go yeah. and, uh, maybe we'll be able to do that. A couple of people asked me while we were there, Hey, you guys here to do the show? I was like, no, sorry. We're not doing it this year. So, <laughs> so but maybe next year, maybe for the fifth year of Minithon, we'll, uh, cool. we'll do a, a live broadcast. Um, so I think that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 224th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.